can't concentrate. You can't get anything done. You can't have a conversation. You're just like, listen, I just got to eat something and then I'll talk to you. This is the Begin Within podcast, where we believe real, lasting health and fitness requires you to start inside before you work out. I'm your host, Nate Slegger, and I'm here to show you behind the scenes of fitness. You already know exercise is good for you, but what about all the other things in life that affect your fitness? If you're looking for extra motivation to get started or to make sure you keep going, this is the place for you. Produced by BeginWithin.fit. My guest today is Amy White. She is a board-certified holistic nutritionist and functional nutrition and lifestyle practitioner. Her Hangry to healthy approach to health and weight loss is about putting an end to dieting and learning how to eat for the body and the health you want. She believes that long-term positive health and body change come from understanding how food impacts your body and knowing how to use that knowledge in your own uniquely personal way. She helps her clients to go from feeling frustrated and hopeless about body change to feeling confident and empowered, and she is here to help us to do that as well. Here are a few themes that I want you to listen for in our conversation just to help you stay on track as you're listening. Number one, answer the question um, that I posed in the title for this episode. If you happen to notice it, the question is, what does your body really want? Listen for the answer to that question. I feel like that is one of the just gems in this conversation that um, I have already been reminding myself and clients of since I had this interview with Amy. Listen for our conversation around the topic of aging and some of the misbeliefs that we may have when it comes to accepting some of the realities, the inconveniences, the consequences of aging. You're going to find that to be really interesting. And finally, I think the overriding theme of the episode is regarding how we can use food to communicate with our body. Here's my interview with Amy White. Food is information. So I think of sort of, you're just always having a conversation with your body. And I don't know that anybody thinks about that, right? That we're talking to our body and we're telling our body exactly what it is we want. And I always say, you have to kind of think of your body as this very obedient three-year-old who just takes everything very literally. So you have to kind of be careful what you say. So Um, Back when in my late 30s, when I was puffy and uncomfortable and gaining weight and moody and tired, I was not super fun to be around. I was eating a lot of foods that were higher in sugars, you know, not not really thinking about it. It was just I thought I was eating well, but there's foods that kind of convert quickly to sugar in your body. And at this point, my life had changed a bit in, in just how I moved and what I was doing, but I was kind of eating the same way I did when I was 20. 
and my body wasn't responding the same way. So if, in retrospect, what was happening was I was eating a lot of sugars. So my body was burning sugar. And, and by doing that, I was kind of telling my body, I have this limited resource for energy. So what I was trying to tell my body was, you know, I want to be lean. I want to feel good. I want to sleep well. I want to, you know, I don't want these mood swings. I want to be happy and fun to be around. But in retrospect, what my body was getting based on the energy supply that I was giving it, it was going, okay, so we have to sit very still. We have to be very quiet and we have to constantly find sustenance because we're running out of fuel because yeah. we burn through sugar so quickly it's sort of this kind of quick turnaround. I usually tell my clients, look, if you're burning sugar as your primary fuel, you've got, you know, an hour and a half, maybe two hours if you're lucky before your body's like, we need to eat again. And so this is that sort of blood sugar roller coaster mm -hmm. where you eat, you know, and you feel good, you got the energy, you're kind of zippy. And then within an hour and a half to two hours, you're just like kind of crashing into what we call low blood sugar. So people have heard the term, I think, hypoglycemic, but this would be reactive hypoglycemia. So you're reacting to this low blood sugar. So while I was trying to like tell my body, I wanted all these great things. And that's what we all tell our body. I want to be lean. I don't want all this fat. What I was doing was actually telling it the opposite. I was like saying, actually, there isn't a lot of food. What I have, I'm going to burn through really quickly. So let's conserve. So everything we eat, let's hold on to it really tightly and be very, very kind of lazy. We don't want to move too much because we don't want to burn off what we have. We need it. So that was the conversation I was having yeah. when I thought I was saying something else. So anyway, going to nutrition school, getting my master's degree in nutrition, I kind of learned, oh, food is information. I need to change the conversation. So once I started pulling those sugar food, when I say sugar foods, let's you know, we're talking carbohydrates. We're talking foods that convert quickly to sugar. I was mm -hmm. not living on ice cream and Snickers bars. I really was, was <laughs> eating, right? I mean, occasionally, but I was eating healthy. I was eating, you know, rice and beans and lots of sourdough bread. And um, uh, what were we eating? We were eating um, some granola, you know, good cereal, sometimes mm -hmm. frosted mini wheats, but mostly like healthy cereal, oatmeal, love oatmeal, yeah. lots of fruit, all that stuff. So good food, but where my body was at that time, that, that good food was giving, sending a totally different message. So I always say fear, no food. Those are good foods. But at that point in time, they weren't right for me. So I was telling the wrong story. So switch it over, start prioritizing my proteins, start minimizing the things that convert quickly to sugar. So now I'm looking at more veggies, right? non-starchy vegetables, maybe even some starchy vegetables, lots of protein, some fruit, but you know, I use fruit as a crutch for sugar. So I have to be a little careful with my fruit. Um, and all of a sudden everything changed. That's when all of a sudden I stopped doing this and I started having sort of this kind of consistent energy, consistent moods, not needing to eat constantly. So I, you know, I go four to five hours between meals. I don't, need to snack to keep myself going. Um, so now my body has this message like, oh, we have plenty of onboard fuel. I have body fat. I can burn body fat. But when we have the sugars really high, there are hormones that block our ability to recognize that we even have body fat, that we have onboard fuel. Yeah. 
And so it's always thinking we're running out of fuel and it's a crisis because it doesn't know it can go deep and use what it has on board. Cause that, I always call that your personal pantry. That door is completely locked and shut. Your body doesn't even know you have that. So changing what you're eating allows your body to then become more metabolically flexible with fuel. So yeah, you can burn sugars and then you can seamlessly just dive in and start, you know, burning body fat and your body's like, yeah, we're good. Cool. So that's wow. kind of what I mean by that. Yeah. That's really interesting. I like it. I like the, the concept of your body's like communicates like a three-year-old. It's going to be very literal. Very literal. Yeah. <laughs> um, how would someone begin to, I guess, understand how their body, how their body communicates, how to, how to send a message that they want their body well, to pick up? First, first thing is to identify, you know, are you having those sugar symptoms? Are you moody? Are you having energy crashes? Are you, um, you know, having what I call hangries? Are you going like to the point where you're all of a sudden, you're just like, all you can do is think about food and you know, you can't concentrate. You can't get anything done. You can't have a conversation. You're just like, listen, I just got to eat something and then I'll talk to you. So think about that. You know, is that happening? And I've had people tell me, I don't get hangry. And I look at their food journal and I'm like, that's amazing. Wow. Cool. And then we'll get to talking and they'll be like, well, I eat every hour and a half. I mean, if I don't, I don't feel good. And I'm like, oh, so you do get hangry. You just manage it. And you know, if you like to eat every hour and a half, you can do that. It takes a lot of time out of your day. It's quite amazing right. when you start to eat less and you don't feel that need to constantly think about food. You have so much time in your day. So first evaluate that, you know, what's going on. Are you maybe depending right. on sugar more than you need to? And then- of course, look to see where could those sugars be coming from. So evaluate, what, what do you eat? What are your carbohydrates? What are your fats? What are your proteins? And then the easiest and simplest thing to do is start to just prioritize the protein. So always think about what the protein source is. What are you eating at each meal? Make sure you eat enough of that. So I always say, eat the protein first. And if you're still hungry, have a little bit more protein. And then the veggies and all the other fun stuff, that's the fun food dive in. You know, if you're, if you're ready and you want to eat it, I love vegetables, um, dive in, but fill up on the protein and just see how much of the other stuff you need. So prioritizing the protein is going to actually force you to kind of eat less of those other foods. Cause you'll feel more full. So that's awesome. the simplest thing you can do. Yeah. How, and, uh, you probably get this question a lot. How, how is it that protein is um, sending that different, that different message than maybe the um, easier to digest carbohydrate? That we so the protein full of vitamins, minerals, amino acids, the, all these nutrients. So your body's actually asking you for nutrients. It's not saying, give me calories, give me food. I mean, to some degree, but it wants nutrients. So we're feeding the cells. We're not feeding our belly, so to speak. We're feeding all the cells in the body. So when you actually give your body what it needs, it's kind of like, oh, good. Thank you. I'm done. I got everything I need. Let's stop eating. So if you decide you want to feed your cells with potato chips, your body will be like, really? Okay, we can do this. I'm getting a little bit of what I need from these potato chips. We can do it this way, but you're going to need to bring it. We are going to eat a lot of potato chips. There's not an off button here. 
Just keep eating potato chips. You sit down and have a steak or some chicken or some fish and your body's going to be like, okay, we're done. I'm good. I got it all. Talk to you later. So that's kind of what's going on. So it's how you choose to sort of feed those cells. When, you know, what are you using to give your cells what they need? If it's ice cream and Snickers bars and potato chips and pretzels and popcorn, you're going to eat a lot of that. Um, you're going to, we tend to overeat because our body's trying to reach this protein level. And so it's trying to hit this protein mark and it can do it, but you're going to have to eat. So we end up overeating. And that's something you, you know, ideally that's the last thing you want to do, you know, stop overeating and just give your body what it needs. And then everything kind of levels out. Awesome. So, um, what's your, and I know because I read through some of your, your work, tell me a little bit about, um, diets and kind of trying to change our mindset when it comes to, to dieting. So I've been deep in this for over 12 years at this point. So I've kind of run the gamut on different diets and what's going on and what's new. Um, so I, I sort of look at diet as this spectrum of dietary principles. And I just, at this point, don't believe that there is just one that is so much better than the other. It just really depends on the person. So depending on your health status, your health and body goals, things like that, where you fall on this spectrum um, will depend on those things. So if you're pre-diabetic, then yeah, you know, I'll probably start you on this spectrum closer to sort of low carb or even keto diet, if people are familiar with the word keto. So basically keeping your sugars really low. We need to bring your, your metabolic hormones back into balance and we have to bring that blood sugar down to a normal level. So we start there. Then once you sort of get balanced and start feeling good and you're closing in on your health and body goals, then we can start playing around on this spectrum and go, well, what makes you feel the most satisfied? Obviously we're prioritizing the protein, but then we have these carbohydrates and fat levers. So some people feel better with a little bit more fat and less carbs. Other people feel better with a little more carbs and less fat. And there are different things going on in your life that can indicate, you know, maybe, maybe if you're an athlete, you're probably going to want more carbs. If you're more sedentary, you're, you may do better with a little more fat and a little less carb. Um, So it's going to depend on the person. But again, back to this idea of fear, no food, figure out what works for you. So once you get balanced and once you're kind of closing in on your goals, you can start to play around with these levers to see where you feel the most satisfied, what's more satisfying to you. And personally, I, I shift day to day. I may have a day where I'm just all about my apples and vegetables. And, you know, so this is going to be more of a high carb day. So my naturally my fats tend to be lower because the higher carb foods are low in fat, veggies, fruit, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And then on a day that I'm just dying to have bacon, then I know it's going to be a higher fat day. And so my carbs are going to end up being lower because I'm going to be eating, you know, higher fat foods that day. So I will shift from day to day, depending on what feels right. Got it. So kind of a progressive um, process of maybe eliminating some of those things that commonly are problems and then eventually getting to more of like an intuitive um eating where you're recognizing what, what your body. Right. 
Right. What's going to work for you? Because in some cases, there's certain foods are going to be inflammatory to certain people. Mm. So there may be a point where you can't like my husband and my daughter are very gluten sensitive. So there's no grains for them. We just, we just make it easy. We don't do any grains, maybe some rice sometimes, but they don't do grains. They know that's inflammatory for them. So everybody's going to be a little different. A lot of people have trouble with dairy. So, you know, there are people who are going to be like, yeah, I just can't do cheese. It doesn't work for me. I'm like, that's great. Don't do cheese. Um, so it just depends on what works for you and you play This is the fun part is you get to play around and you're like, I feel real. And once you feel good, people forget what feeling good is. Once you feel good, you don't want to feel lousy anymore. You actually are like, oh, I remember what good feels like. And that is not acceptable anymore. So you'll be able to read your body. So maybe you're not great with cheese and you have cheese and you're like, now I'm sluggish. I'm kind of breaking out. You know, things are happening that I don't like. Okay. Cheese isn't worth it to me. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe it is occasionally, you know, you don't always choose to do the exact right thing, but you at least have that option to make that choice, which is why you don't fear the food because you know what it does to you. So there's no fear there. It's just a choice. Got it. Wow. Cool. I like it. So initially it, if I'm hearing you right, it, it's helpful to start out understanding, um, the information that's in the food, um, what data am I, am I giving to my body? How am I communicating that way? And then kind of, as you get more experience with the process, then start, um, doing a little bit more listening to what your body's calling out for. And, and you do, you will notice like one of the first things that happens when it's if we are living sort of with this systemic inflammation, because there's food that you're eating that just doesn't work for your body. And you start to, I like say, clear the muddy waters. Let's get rid of the most typical inflammatory foods. Let's just try it and see what happens. So the first thing people notice is they stop aching, like things that were, you know, achy, like getting out of bed in the morning, your feet hurt and your joints are achy. It just, that stuff goes away. Like that's kind of the first thing that people notice. They're like, wow, I, I, I don't hurt. It's really, and then, you know, if you have, if you're puffy, your fingers, that all kind of goes away when we get the inflammatory things out of, out of the way. Um, and then you can start re, you know, let's try it. Let's see what, you know, was it all of those things? Was it just some of those things? Wow. Yeah. So then, so people can start to realize, oh, my body was talking to me. I just did. I wasn't listening. Well, you don't know how to listen because yeah. you kind of have decided this is normal. This is, oh, this is just normal, especially as we get older. Everybody's just like, well, that's always what happens. And people think is normal, but it's just, it's not. Right. It's, it's, we've just come to think of it as the way we're supposed to age, which is so, which is such a shame. Yeah. And that's sort of my big thing with people is, you know, I'm like going, listen, at my mid fifties, I'm so much better than I was in my late thirties. And I don't want people to feel like it's just going to get worse because that's not true. And I remember thinking, oh, it was just going to be downhill. You know, I'm about to be turned 40. It's going to be downhill from here. That's what everybody says. Mm -hmm. And that's just not the case. And I've had clients who I've met with in their late thirties who have actually said to me, I know my best years are behind me. I just don't want it to get worse. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, you're 37, you know, come on. So no. So normal, it's yeah. common, not normal. That's where I, I was that going perspective. That. Right. Yeah. Sorry. Common, no, not that's normal. Great. That is great. Yeah. It reminds me of kind of uh, 
you know, the, the client that comes and says, Oh, diabetes runs in my family. And it's like, well, the recipes run in your family. (laughs) The the diabetes may not. (laughs) Right. It's, it's crazy. It's, it's amazing. You, and my husband is going to be 64 this uh, in December. And the other day I just, I looked at him and I thought, you look better than you've ever looked in your entire life. I mean, he looks amazing and you know, he's working out and he's eating right. And it's just incredible. I look at him and I'm like, you should be a poster child for like what you can do, you know, later in life. It's just incredible. So I I feel badly when people feel like, I guess I just settle. This is it. I'm like, it's not, it's not. If you want more, you can have more. Wow. Great. Amy White, thank you so much. This was fun. It was my pleasure. All right. The big question, how are you doing when it comes to communicating with your body? Start thinking about the foods that you choose to eat in those terms and things will begin to change for you. I know because, like I said, it's changed me having this interview with her and starting to think about that concept of how am I talking to my body? What message am I sending to it right now by this thing that I'm eating, by this meal I'm eating, by this snack that I just grabbed? What message am I sending? What am I telling my body that I want it to do? And is that message congruent with the things that I really do want? From my body. After all, our body really does want more than just for our stomach to stop grumbling or for our mood to shift from being hangry, right? Our body wants more than calories. Our body wants nutrients. That's true of all of us. So when it comes to the foods that we eat, are they the most nutritious options that we could be selecting? Um, If we've got some improvements to make, you know from listening to previous episodes, the best way to do it is just by taking small steps. And Amy believes the same thing as she works with her clients. And I asked her to listen closely for our conversation about aging and some of those misbeliefs about the consequences of aging. I love that phrase that she used, that common is not normal. Just because it's something that we expect in our family or in our society, in our culture, the people around us, does not mean that that is normal aging. We have a lot to say about it by the way that we take care of ourselves at that point, but also right now, knowing that we can be preparing for a healthier future right now by the decisions that we make. Amy asked me to pass this on to you as well, a free gift, a seven-day meal plan that is designed to keep you full and satisfied so that you eat less naturally without counting calories or feeling hungry. You can get it at thesimplicityofwellness.com slash seven-day-mp. And I will link that in the show notes as well for you. Thanks so much for spending some time here with me. I will talk to you next week. If you are tired of feeling frustrated 
and disappointed with fitness and you're ready to get on the path to being the healthy person you want to be, just go to beginwithin.fit and click the Join Our Challenge button. We can't wait to support you in your fitness journey and help you to get the results you deserve.